seeker and He is our dearest friend. He is a faithful shepherd, a wonderful counselor, a good and constant comforter. He goes before us. He holds on to us. Oh, blessed be His name. And He says to us, I'll never leave thee and I'll never forsake thee. He says when you go through the waters, they won't drown and overwhelm you for I am with you. When you go through the fiery trials of your faith, they won't consume you because I am committed to bring you through. Oh, He says He holds us secure in the palm of His mighty hand and there is nothing on earth or in hell that can separate us from our Savior or His wonderful love. Can you say amen? No wonder the psalmist said, Psalm 42, he said to himself, Hope thou in God. Yet you shall praise Him. For you shall yet praise Him. It's not over yet. You shall praise Him. God hasn't written the last praise yet. You shall yet praise Him. You see, Psalm 42, the psalmist was discouraged and downcast. He was beginning to give in to that depression. And then he kind of catches himself and he talks to himself and he looks down and he begins to turn things around by saying, Hope thou in God. He'll bring us through. He'll make a way. He's done it before and praise God, He's going to do it again. Oh, yes. Jesus Christ, our hope and our anchor for the soul. It gives us the ability to see beyond the present challenge. To see through the season of sorrow. To sing and keep on singing when things want us to give up and lie down. Hope keeps us walking on and pressing on and believing on. This we see through it all to a better place and to a sure place. We know this world is not our home. We're only passing through. And we have a hope in the future because Jesus said, Trust in God. Trust all also in me. I go and prepare a place for thee. And if I go and prepare that place, I'm going to come back and I'm going to get you and I'm going to bring you. You're going to be with me. Hope gives us the ability to see beyond and to walk on through and to continue on knowing weeping may endure for the night, but praise God, joy is coming in the morning. Oh, bless His name. We need this hope. If we're going to finish faithfully, backsliders lose hope. That's what they were in danger of. People that do crazy things have lost hope. We see it all the time. But we that have hope in Christ, it's like an anchor. It's sure. It's secure. It keeps us marching. keeps us believing. keeps us looking and longing and trusting. Our hope is in Jesus. The person and the promises of Christ. The assurance of salvation. Our final destination. And His present continual care all along the way. We need to have hope in Christ. Why? Number one, look at Hebrews 3 and 6. We need this hope to finish faithfully. We need this hope to finish faithfully. The writer says, But Christ is faithful as Son over God's house. And we are His house if, somebody say if. if, if we hold on to our courage and the hope on which we boast. You're going to make it if you don't lose your hope in Christ. 
You're going to get through that trial, that trauma, that tribulation. If you don't lose hope, if you, you can lose everything else, but keep looking to Jesus and trusting in Jesus, realizing it might not be easy now, it might not be convenient now, but this is not the end of the story. We hold on to the hope that we profess and we confess. And it says, He that began a good work in me, He's going to complete it. I might go through some fires. I might go through some floods. But praise God, praise God, I'm going through the blood. And I'm going to a place. Hold on to that hope. Hold on to that hope. People go back to the world. They give up on the hope. Why, why do we need? Why? Why is in this walk of faith, why is our hope in Christ, that anchor, why is it such a necessity? Number one, because the way, the way, I'm talking this way of faith, the way is often unknown. There's a lot of twists and turns and unexpected things that happen even to the righteous. Can you say amen? Someone said, you're talking to us. I mean, long ago, when we said, Jesus, come into my heart, we had no idea. Some of the paths, this walk of faith, had no idea. And I had no idea. That hope kept me going. It wasn't understanding. It certainly wasn't agreement. I didn't agree with every path life has given me. How about you? But it's that hope, that confidence, that expectation I have that this is not the end. And God's going to bring me through. And God's going to work things out. And God's grace is going to be sufficient. I need hope. To faithfully finish this. The way is often unknown. Now, Abraham is the Old Testament example that our text uses. Now, God called Abraham to leave his homeland and follow God to the promised land. Abraham obeyed, the Bible says, not knowing where he was going. Sounds like us. He had to rely on the faithfulness of God. He followed God not knowing where, not knowing every twist and turn. He didn't know where, but he knew who. He knew who and he had believed in. He knew who had given the promise. He knew who was leading him and guiding him along this way. And we don't know the path that God will take us on and that life will lead us through on our way to that promised land. And oftentimes God calls us to follow Him and obey Him without giving us the reasons, without giving us the details without telling us how long this and what about that. We don't always know those things, but we have the good promises of God to rest on, to put our hope in. We have the faithfulness of God to lean upon because it's impossible for God to lie. We put our hope in Him and we place our confidence on His Word that regardless of the path we take, He's with us. His grace is sufficient for us and He will bring us through to that place of victory. Like Abraham. The Bible says of Abraham in Romans 4 that against hope, Abraham believed. When humanly speaking, there was no hope. The Bible says Abraham placed his hope in God and he became the father of many nations. And like Abraham, we do not understand the twists and the turns and the turbulence of life. Don't backslide over the mystery. Don't give up your calling because things didn't work out the way you thought. Welcome to the human race. No, 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 no. We don't understand. But God is good. We don't understand. But God is faithful. 
We don't understand, but God is willing and He will complete His work. We don't understand the twists and the turns and the turbulence of life, but we know that God is leading us onward as we follow Him. We know that He will bring us safely to our heavenly home, to that place where the roses never fade. Therefore, we put our hope in Him, and we refuse to turn away from following Him and praising Him, and living for Him. And we hold fast to the hope we have in Jesus Christ. Hebrews 10 and 23. Hebrews 10 and 23. Let us hold firmly, unswervingly to the hope we profess for He who promised is faithful. Child of God, hold on to your hope. Child of God, get a firm grip on the hope you have in Jesus because He is faithful and you can trust Him. You might not understand every twist and turn. You might not ever figure out why this and how come that. But let your hope be firmly secured in Christ and His faithfulness and His love and in His good promise. We need a strong hope because there are turbulence and there's waves and there's things that are hitting us. And many have lost hope and they begin to drift. And many have lost hope and they crash against the waves of discouragement and defeat. God says, fix your eyes on Jesus and firmly grip the hope that we profess. We need a strong hope in Jesus Christ, our anchor. For the way is often unknown and the waiting is often uncontrollable. The timing out of our control. You know, Abraham got a sure promise. But Abraham had a silent timetable. He had to wait in hope that what God said, God would do. Somebody, you can believe Him. You can trust Him. For God cannot lie. In fact, Hebrews 6 and 15 says that after waiting patiently, Abraham received the promise. Twenty-five years, twists and turns, delays, denials, but he kept hoping and kept believing and kept trusting. And when God's time came, the blessing was there. The promise was there. Hope is what keeps us going when sometimes we feel like stopping. Hope is what keeps us getting up from the mat when life has knocked us down and we didn't see it coming. Hope's what keeps me singing. When the way gets weary and the fight of faith gets exhausting and frustrating. You know, Romans 12 and 12 exhorts us to persevere in tribulation. And it says we do that by rejoicing in hope. Now, when you think about that, rejoicing in hope, not rejoicing in this. Not rejoicing in the report. Re- no. Rejoicing in the hope I have that it will be worth it all when I see Jesus. Life's trials will seem so small when we see Christ. One look at His sweet face, all sorrows He'll erase. So I'm going to bravely run this race until I see Christ. 
rejoicing in hope. But there's times, listen, and we can all say amen, there are times when I cannot rejoice because of my situation, but I can still rejoice because I know Jesus will bring me through my situation and He'll give me grace to endure the situation. You see, hope fuels. Hope energizes my faith and my endurance. To keep on, keep it on. When others have cursed God and died. When others like Demas went back to the world and to the lust of the flesh. Where others took the same shots. Went through the same disappointments. But there was something greater than themselves that was drawing them. That was pulling them. That was calling them. That was moving them. It was their hope in Christ. Hope fuels my faith and energizes my endurance as I fight this good fight of faith. It strengthens my heart with a determination and a durability to look beyond the present trial and look unto. Look unto that personal triumph that Christ has for His people. It enables us to look forward Look through, look beyond the present challenges of life with a firm assurance. Hallelujah. It won't always be like this, those that are going through the struggle right now. It won't always be like this, those that are going through a dark night right now. A new day is coming. And as we said before, weeping may endure for the night. And we all go through our seasons of night, but joy is coming. And when it comes, it shall last. First Thessalonians 1 and 3. First Thessalonians 1 and 3 speaks how hope inspires and fuels our endurance. That's why you steal their hope and people quit. When people lose hope, they put a gun to their head. People lose hope, they go back, give in to that flesh, and they fall into that depravity. And people lose hope that they're never going to overcome it. They succumb to it. When people lose hope that somehow things are never going to get better, they begin to believe the devil's lies instead of standing firmly on God's truth. Hallelujah. There's something about our hope in God that drives us on, that fuels us on. You might get knocked down, but you get back up. You not get discouraged, but you get your focus back on the Lord and you keep singing and keep stepping and keep reaching and keep trusting. Paul writes these beautiful words, and I love the way the NIV expresses this. We continually remember before our God and Father, your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love. And here it is. And your endurance, your endurance, your ability to prevail and persevere and not give up and not get bitter and not get ugly and not, and your and your endurance inspired or fueled energized by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ regardless of what we face we know we're going to win Regardless of what the doctor says, ultimately, I know that I know that I know. If he heals me, I win the battle. If he takes me, I won the war. My hope in Christ is sure. It's secure. And that hope fuels us and keeps us going. 
Someone can walk out, but you can rebuild. Things can be crushed, but you can rise again. Hope, 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 hope thou in God. You can fail and you can fall, but if you'll rise back up and flee to that refuge of the cross. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hope is necessary in this Christian race of faith. Because the way is unknown and the the, the weight is uncontrollable. And the waters, (laughs) the waters can be uncharted, unchartable. Our text, Hebrews 6, 19 and 20, gives a beautiful picture of the power of hope. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, firm and secure. In the same way that a heavy anchor can keep a boat from drifting when the winds and the waves come against it, so hope serves as an anchor to the soul. This walk with God, this journey of faith, we face unknown things that we didn't see coming. We deal with uncontrollable timetables and the waiting and the trying. But oh, folks, definitely, we have to learn how to navigate the unchartable waters, the currents, the waves. That's why Jesus said, in this world you shall have trouble. You shall have currents that hit you that were unexpected. There are some rip tides in life that you didn't see coming and the computer on your little boat didn't pick up. Oh, there are things that come in life. You're around all the prophets. No one saw anything. No, there's things that come in life that are unforeseen. But it's at those times that anchor in Christ holds us when everything else would try to destroy us. You're standing today, those of you that walk with God for many years, you're standing today, not because you never went through the current, the stream, the waves of chaos, confusion, crisis, calamity. You're here today that those, those waves crashed against your marriage and crashed against your kids and crashed against your ministry. You're here today, but it's the anchor held. Your hope in Christ kept you when everything else tried to destroy you. We're not here today because we had such a good grip on Him. We're here today because He had a great grip on us. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Oh, there's something beautiful. There's something beautiful in this text. You see, it is not just that the anchor is holding me. This anchor is actually propelling me. And it's steering me. And it's driving me onward. This the Bible says, verses 19 and 20, that Jesus, He's going on before us. And He's up in heaven. And He's pulling me. And He's drawing me. And life tries to set me back. But oh, the arms of the Master. And that amazing grace. He calls me to Himself. That's why the closer you get, the clearer you can see it. The closer you get, the clearer it all becomes. The closer you get to passing over, the clearer and the realer it gets to Him that believes. Somebody say Amen. I said the anchor holds. The anchor holds. I'm not holding the anchor. The anchor's holding me. Oh, devil can huff and puff. I'm held. I'm held. Remember we said in the beginning, you put your faith in Christ, He puts His hold on you. Hallelujah! 
Aren't you holding on to God? Of course I am. But my hole's not nearly as good as his hole. You ever take a little a toddler for a walk? And it be on, on even ground or safe ground. Now I'm in my little fat little pinky. It's about all they can hold. And I just put that fat pinky out there. And they grab that and we walk. But as soon as we get near some rough ground, if I see a stray, then they don't hold me. I grab and I hold them. You see, they're holding me. But all of a sudden we get some gravel. It's easy. But all of a sudden a dog or something, they can dart out. But I got a hold of them. That's a sure hold. That's a steady hold. Amen. That's a stable hold. And that's the hold Jesus has on those who love Him. Oh, what a, what a security. What a rest. What a privilege. Amen. Oh, sleep well tonight. Jesus got a hold of you. Sleep well tonight. Jesus has a hold of you. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. Verse 18. If I can draw your attention to verse 18. There's three quick gems in here as we press through verse 18. In this one verse, we see the thought that we, believers, we flee to the refuge. Have you fled to the refuge of His salvation? There is no hope outside of Jesus Christ. There is no other place to flee. If you want to know your soul is saved and heaven is your home, it talks about the refuge we have fled to. It talks about a God who has given His oath. speaks about a Savior who wants us to be greatly encouraged. It says it right in the book. Greatly encouraged. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. Two things. Using the example of Abraham. Applying that example to the present believer to encourage us to keep believing and keep trusting and don't turn back and don't drift away and don't give up your calling. Don't give up salvation. Don't give up your joy. Don't give up. Keep believing. Keep trusting. Just like with Abraham. God gave him his promise, but then as if God had a swear to himself. Think about it. Jesus said, just let your yes be yes, no be no. But in the Old Testament days, you would swear an oath. I give you my promise, but if you don't believe that, I'm going to swear. And you've got to swear by something greater than yourself. Isn't that right? Yeah. No sense in going down, I don't say the used car dealer, but you know what I mean. No sense in going down to you know, someone who's not too trustworthy. I swear by it. No, 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 no. When you go in court, I swear to tell the truth. So help me. I swear by something greater. Worldly people that don't know God, what they want. I swear on a something greater. God so wanted His people to believe the promise of salvation and His ability to bring us home, to bring us to the promised land, to keep us through every challenge, that not only like Abraham, not only did He give His promise, What more does God have to do? But God says, because of human frailties, I'll not only give you a promise, I'll swear by it. Wow. Why did God do that? Because He wanted us greatly encouraged. He wanted His people to be greatly encouraged. That if you keep looking to Jesus, if you keep your hope in Christ, you will finish. You will enter in. You will make it. God will make sure of it. Blessed be His name. God did this so that by two unchangeable things, it's impossible to God to lie. We who have fled 
Have you fled? Have you run to the cross of Calvary to make sure heaven's going to be your home? Have you fled and taken hold of the hope that God offers all that will come to Him? Because i got to be bold enough to tell you, Christ is the only way to heaven. Jesus is the only way to salvation. Any other way is hopeless. So if you're here today and you don't know if you're going to heaven or not, i got to tell you, flee, 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 flee. Where? To the refuge of the cross. To the refuge. The hiding place which is Jesus Christ, our hope and our Savior. Flee to Him and He'll forgive you. Flee to Him and He'll receive you. Doesn't matter what you've done, but you've got to flee to Him. You've got to put your hope in Him. Don't put your hope in something that won't last. Don't put your hope in something. A Ponzi scheme of the faith. No, 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 no. The object of one's faith, the object of one's hope, makes all the difference. Not how much I swear it, not even how much I believe it. It's the object. I can believe more than anyone can imagine that that drum is going to get me to heaven. i got news for you. It's not getting me to heaven. You can believe all you want that that poison is water. It don't make a difference. It don't change what it is. Where's your hope? Who have you fled? Why are you going to heaven? Do you know why you're going to get in or not? Have you fled to Christ? Have you run to Jesus and said, Lord, I receive you. Lord, forgive me. Lord, I put my hope in You. I put my trust in what You did on the cross that I might be forgiven. Oh, We have fled to Jesus, our eternal refuge. He is the only way and the only hope of salvation. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by Me. And without Christ, men are hopeless. God promises us on oath, concerning eternal life and abundant life. And Jesus promises us and, and God wants us as His people to be greatly encouraged. He recognizes we will go through things like the Christians that He's writing to in the book of Hebrews. We'll go through things, currents and waves and storms that can uproot us and knock us off course. And if we let go, we can crash against the rocks of faith. But no, 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 no. He wants us greatly encouraged. Our hope in Jesus is a certainty. Our hope in Christ is what we build our lives upon. We place complete trust, total confidence in Christ and Him crucified in the person and in the promises of Jesus Christ. And like an anchor, keeps the ship from drifting and crashing. This anchor also keeps us advancing and staying the course and progressing onward because God, by His grace, is drawing us to Himself and pulling us home. Like we said before, that's why the closer you get, the clearer you can see. For Jesus has entered in before us and He is bringing us to Himself. I want you to notice where you place your hope. 
We look around ourselves and we see the reports and we know people that false hopes, crushed hopes, lost hopes, have damaged them, have driven them to do desperate, terrible things. But oh, taste and see the Lord is good. Put your hope in Jesus and you won't regret that. Put your hope in Christ and it'll find it sure and solid and steadfast. Now, notice the the qualities of this hope as we wind this up. Notice this hope of Christ. And we've all seen people, you put your hope in the job, you put your hope in that relationship, you put your hope in your, your good works, you put your hope in some crazy preacher you heard over the, over the internet because you wanted someone to um, say your sin was okay. Your sin's not okay. The Bible is the final answer. Come on, say amen. Well, i got to say that because you put your hope in that which is not Bible, you will stand before the author of that book one day, and you're not going to cut it. Someone said, all right, now, I just had to go down that road. I felt it. Someone take it. Swallow it. It's good for you. Amen. Mm. Mm. We live in a day of great deception. Oh, no, 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 no. Many of boats that started out on the right course have been knocked off course. And they've exchanged an anchor and a hope in Christ, the person of the promises for false doctrines and false grace. Make sure your hope's in Christ. Now let's talk about this, the qualities of this hope. It's sure, it's secure, and it's steadfast. It's sure, it's dependable. This is an anchor. That is sure and dependable. It's secure, unchangeable. Halfway through, he don't change the rules. Halfway through, he's not going to change the doctrine. No, 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 no. And it's steadfast, which means it's enduring. And it's strong. And it won't let you go. Now let me use an illustration for this final thought. I have to confess that in my house, most if not all of the pictures my wife hung up, I don't, I don't mind it. I don't mind it because it's okay with me. Anytime I can avoid using a tool like a hammer or something, it's just fine with me. I go ahead, uh, you know, have your way. Uh, but, but I have, but I have through the years, I have put up a picture or two in my day. I have done that. And I, I put up enough to know this. You can have the right picture. You can have the right wall. You can have the right nail. But if it's not in a sure place, it won't hold. But I'm real sincere. If you're not in a sure place, but but, but, but this is my, but if you're not, you can't nail your hope into sheetrock. You need to drive it into something sure and solid and steadfast if it's going to hold. Muhammad's not the way. Food is not the way. The Blessed Mother is not the way. Jesus said, I am the way. That is the only anchor for the soul that will hold. Jesus, hope in Christ. That's an anchor that will hold you and keep you through the storms of life. And even more than that, when you see God face to face. It's sure. What do you mean sure? Our hope in Christ is dependable. In a world where things are not always so much, you can depend on Christ. Put your hope in Him. That anchor holds. It's reliable, trustworthy, something you can count on. A sure thing we like to say. Well, I want you to know Jesus is a sure thing. 
And if you'll come there and put your hope in Him, sure thing. Sure, and it's secure. Unchanging. He's not going to change with a new administration. He's not going to change because they take a vote and Congress says, no, 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 no. Enduring, consistent, steadfast. It, again, it is so easy to drift into discouragement, deception in a shaky world. It's a shaky world. It's inconsistent morally and theologically. There's a moral confusion out there. There are twisted affections out there. There are emotions that are collapsing all over. There's constant change. Up is down. Down is up. Right used to be right. Things they used to kick someone out of church for. Now they applaud and then think, oh, Lord Jesus, help us. I'm saying that we, we live in a world that's always changing and it's inconsistent. But hope in Christ is a sure thing and a solid thing and a secure thing. We have a sure, secure, steadfast anchor for our soul. For our hope is not in the doctrine of man, not in the vote of a Congress. Our hope is in the living Savior, Jesus Christ. And He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's a sure thing. That's a sure thing. That's a consistent thing. That is something that won't fail you. That won't falter on you. When you put your weight on it, it won't break. When you look to it and really need it, it won't be gone. Somewhere to go. Where'd they go? They said. You ever put your hope in something that wasn't there? You ever put your hope on something that when you really had to put some weight on it and found out it wasn't as strong as you thought it was? Wasn't as trustworthy. Anyone? Come on. Say amen. Make sure your hope's in Christ. Make sure, tell your neighbor. Make sure your hope's in Christ. Let's cut this out right now. Your spouse won't be there forever. Someone say amen. We've got a lot of widows and widowers here. You better have your hope in Christ. That spouse won't be there forever. I'm telling you. I'm sorry. That's the way it is. You better have your hope in Christ. Oh, those kids are going to walk out the door and get their own life. You better, you better have your hope in Christ. Life is not fair. Life is not easy. Only Christ is sure and secure and steadfast. Only Christ. And God wants you and I to have an anchor for our soul so that when the waves do crash and the hurricanes do hit, we're secure. Not because our grip is so strong, but because His is great and lasting. We can be kept by our God and our hope. And He says to us today, get anchored, get anchored, get anchored, get anchored, get anchored. Child of God, get anchored. Get a firm grip on what you believe. Get a firm grip. On the Savior that you put your trust in. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <sighs> Glory. Mm. Our hope in Jesus Christ, an anchor for the soul. That is a stabilizing force for the Christian in every area of our life. Keeps us strong, keeps us progressing, keeps us continuing, keeps us enduring. So as we open up the altar and sing our final song, a prayer, final prayer, very quickly. Number one, salvation. Have you come? Have you fled? The author says the Christians are those that have fled to the refuge. A refuge is a hiding place. In the theological picture, the judgment of God. Remember the death angel passing over. But when I see the blood... And we flee to the refuge of the blood of Jesus Christ. 
We that are saved, we have fled not to good works, not to human philosophy, not to men's religion. We have fled to a living Savior and put our faith in His victory on the cross. So if you haven't fled, before you leave, come to Christ. Come to Christ. Don't play games with your soul. Come to Christ. Don't think you're going to heaven because grandma was a saint. You better become a saint. Get down and get right with God. Uh, Putting my trust in uh, I'm a good person. You're not good enough to get into heaven. God's holy. God's beyond us. We can't get in on our own. But oh, the blood of Jesus. Now, believer, believer. Life's not always easy, is it? Even when you love God, life's not always easy, is it? No, it's not. We live in a fallen world. The fall affects us all. Yeah. If you're going through a hard place, maybe the waves are crashing and the storm is trying, hope thou in God. Take the words of the psalm. Hope thou in God. Remember your hope. Stir up your hope. Remind yourself, He's faithful. And He won't forsake you. And He's brought you through other things before and He'll do it again. Look to Jesus this morning and remember, He went ahead of us. He's holding on to us. And He will not let His beloved go. You're here today and you need prayer. We count it a privilege to pray for you. Whether you need a touch in your physical body. Whether you see prayer for a decision or something that's going on in your life. We've got people that pray and we believe God for, for powerful things every time we pray. If you'd stand with me. Let's pray our final prayer. Sing our final song. And then we open this altar. So if you're here today and you're not sure about your soul, if you have not fled to the refuge of Christ, don't leave. Get down here. If you're here today and you're just going through the storm and you feel like those waves are just doing a number on your ship, might you spend some time? Remember your hope. Remind yourself of the goodness of God. Remind yourself of what He's brought you through. He'll do it again. He loves you. God, the Bible says He wanted us greatly encouraged. By what? By the fact that you can trust Him. That He's committed to you. So remind yourself and stir your faith up. Sometimes you've got to make sure we tight it tight. There's the current trying to knock us off. Hallelujah. Father, we pray. Father, we thank you for our hope in Jesus. He is the anchor for our soul. And I pray, O oh God, that those that are going through it this morning, there might be a sickness, there might be a storm in the house, it might be a financial struggle. I pray for those that are going through it. That You will help them to stir up their hope. Help them to remind themselves of Your faith of where you found them, how far you brought them. And let your people be greatly encouraged this morning by your word.
and by your presence. Now, Father, I pray that you would release power at this altar to heal, to deliver, to fill, to break heaviness, and to open fresh visions, and to resurrect within the hearts of At least three that hope that used to be vibrant and firm it used to be expressive with a joy and a confession and a song. But it's got a bit rusty. It's not as firm as it once was. It's there but it used to be so much more alive. Oh, God. Refresh, refresh, refresh. Stir up the hope of your people as they look to you, as you minister to them. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, let's worship the Lord, let's worship the Lord. If you need a touch, come. If you need to run, run. Come to the refuge.